I'm Megan. And I'm Courtney. Welcome to Procrastorite, the podcast where we share writing that we did 15 minutes ago. cookies no yeah i just have cookies on my mind hunter made some really good cookies so just wondering if you'd had any that are good too no i've been eating a veggie pot pie all week the same veggie pot pie yeah because it's a whole pie i made are a whole pot big you made like a, a life-size pie. pie not like little individual pie no when i, I wouldn't picture know how pot to make pies i picture like the little ones, like the frozen food ones. I wouldn't know how to make those, but I made like a, it's a pie. How, uh, how'd you do it? Tell me about it. Okay. So I sauteed onions in okay. butter. I added okay. garlic. I can picture it. Then I added mushrooms. Okay. And then I added a bag of frozen peas and carrots. Okay. And then I added a bag of frozen broccoli. Okay. And then I added salt, pepper. No, first I added uh, a can of cream of celery soup. Okay. And then I added some milk, which was oat milk because I never have regular milk. And then mm-hmm. I added salt, pepper, oregano, parsley. Let it all cook. The right. pan obviously has to be pretty big. Right. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then I got a pie crust. And put it at the bottom of a pie pan. And I poured all that shit in there. And then I put another pie crust on top. And then I pinched the edges to make it uh-huh. look picturesque. Right. And then I cut slits at the top. Also Ooh. picturesque. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I put it in the oven for a while. Did you take a picture of it when it came out? No. Aw. I mean, I know you texted me and said it was better. And I believed it. Like, I didn't doubt it for a second. It is better. There's also shredded cheese in there. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. Did you make this up yourself or did you follow a kind of a recipe? I looked up a bunch of different recipes and I kind of melded them all together in my head. That's what I like to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think chicken is the worst part of chicken pot pie. Is that a hot take? I agree. I agree with you. It's got a weird texture. If they were all good pieces of chicken, maybe, but they're never all good pieces of chicken and it's always chewy and like rubbery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. It might be a hot take, but I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Speaking of rubbery, how do you feel about high schools? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mean it that way. Ew to you. I meant like, this could never mean that. This is a funny joke. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Speaking of pot pies. No, it's still <laughs> weird. It's just all weird now. Yeah. What's your favorite movie about a high school? I mean, or TV show. Okay. Okay. I don't know now, but I can tell you that when I was in high school, I really liked the movies uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Breakfast Club. And I really liked the TV show, that 70s show. So when I was an actual high schooler, 
those three things I really enjoyed. Um, so I don't know what that says about me. What about you? I don't know what my favorite is. I, when I was in high school, I loved bring it on. I've always loved bring it on, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird because you made a joke about it earlier and I didn't get it. Well, I probably um, did it wrong. Do you, okay. What, what about <laughs> this? Do you know this one? I got the door tour. I got the door tour. Do you remember that from the movie? I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then we were fine. Um, You're fine. Yeah. I loved movies. This was in bring it on. I loved movies that had just like this weird scene where there would be a a girl who just danced crazy in her bedroom. And like, that was a trope I really enjoyed. I don't remember that in that movie, but I believe you that it happened. Uh, The, the, the boy that she likes makes her a a mixtape and she dances to it and she dances pretty badly. Um, which is weird because she's a cheerleader. They're supposed to have rhythm, yeah. right? But she's like letting loose, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I love that. I also love that in um, Footloose. That happens in Footloose too. That guy just like dances. In the barn. Yeah. yeah. I just, I love it. I should have written about that. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I should have written about dancing. Just letting loose. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know if now I do have a favorite because I think it's, I think, okay, if I had to pick a high schooly show that I like now, I think I would probably pick Pen15 and I haven't even watched them all, but from what That's I've seen, yeah, I like it because they aren't showing the kids is knowing everything they're they're stupid and they are making fun of themselves and they're not and they're writing it as oh my god wasn't it funny how how dumb we were we we saw the world so immaturely you know but but they also make it make sense to where you feel for the characters and I kind of talk I I will say more I think about that later because that's kind of in what I write about, but I don't, a lot of the stuff that I used to like, I don't very much like anymore. It's ridiculous because they're making teenagers out to be smarter than they are. And I can't stand it. (laughs) It's not for us. Like we're not supposed to like it anymore. Right. Like, right. Right. Whereas pin 15 is for us because it's Mm -hmm. made by 30 year old, something women. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. We are not that demographic anymore. (sighs) Let's get into uh, it. Yeah, let's do it. I genuinely wrote it like right before, like from 7.50 to 8.15, I was a furious writer. Okay. So I, yeah, I guess I'll just, I'll just read it. Okay. You go first. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. (sighs) Thanks. Thanks going to be eating your words soon high schools according to tv and film well they're wrong let's start there absolute nonsense it's almost as if the writers have never actually been teenagers lots of tropes the jock the cheerleader the nerd the sexually repressed goody two-shoes the stoner variants of course depend on your region Uh, these include but are not limited to rednecks surfers doomsday prepper video gamer journalist hard-working teen just trying to make it out of this town drug dealer 
Recent teen dramas have upped the ante by combining these stereotypes. For example, redneck cheerleader who is a drug dealer is in love with surfer who is working hard to make it out of this town. The surfer also needs to win some competition. Yes, definitely a competition. It all rides on this one competition, but then they blow it at the competition. Oh no, what are they to do? The redneck cheerleader partner offers up their drug money. Should they take it? No, no, not this way. I can't. Drug dealer cheerleader is offended. I worked hard for this money. I too have aspirations to leave this town. And you, you, you surfer are so small-minded and stubborn that you cannot take the money. Hardworking surfer is moved by the speech. Yes, you are right. I will use the money to leave this town with you and we will start a new life. They make plans to leave right after prom because none of the timelines ever make sense in these movies. One cool teacher, major air quotes here, knows their plan and lets it happen. But the teacher just gets it and understands they have no opportunity in this dried up town. And we know how cool they are because earlier they showed us this teacher's social studies classroom where he taught the kids to be free thinkers and recognize the false democracy that is America. So he watches the young couple leave prom early, saying nothing. And as he watches them leave, the comic relief, who also happens to be Surfer's best friend, makes a sexual innuendo about grades, and it's a way inappropriate one. And they are the repressed, nerdy, goody two-shoes, of course. And that teacher is written to be cool, and we all just ha-ha-ha-ha-ha and laugh it off. If the aforementioned combinations don't work, they add singing. If singing doesn't work, they put it on Netflix because they'll take anything that's been vomited onto the page. I mean, honestly, I think Netflix might already be contacting me to make a movie deal for hardworking surfer redneck drug dealer love. Working title. In all seriousness, though, I think the tropes are dangerous. High school is a time when people are trying to find themselves, and these ridiculous boxes are only making kids feel less than. We want kids to be unique, but then our content for teens is so unoriginal. Lastly, the characters are written to know it all. Where are the adults, the real adults, not the idiots that are written in to keep the plot moving? Where are the adults who know things? Kids are dumb. Teens are dumber. But all teen movies seem to perpetuate this idea that kids know best and adults are clueless. No, no, no. This is not the real world. Adults aren't perfect but we're sure as shit smarter than a 16 year old who just stole a six pack of wine coolers. Get your shit together, Hollywood. The end. Yay. Ah, I loved it. I was into all of that. Oh, thank Um, you. Yeah. So specific. And like, I could see it. I was visualizing that scene of them leaving prom. I could see it. And this, like the cool teacher just like turns away, knowing smile. Yeah. I, I have not watched a lot of like modern, like TV shows that are for teenagers right now. I haven't Mm -hmm. watched a whole lot of them, but there are too many that have adult 
pets that are too friendly. Yeah. Like trigger warning somewhere, trigger warning in this, but it mm-hmm. is too much. Yes. There's no, there's no boundaries. There's no boundaries. Yeah. And there are um, <clears throat> instances that happen and things that are said where I'm like, oh my God, their parents would remove them from the school. Like for, yeah. for, for a lot of these, if there were adults that close to Charlie and influencing Charlie that greatly when he was that young before college, no, 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 no. You know, even during college, mm-hmm. like some people cross it, but yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. I agree. And then you, it's, I mean, much you've it's been a high school teacher. So, you know, especially how much in movies, they like blur the lines and it's just, you're like, what the fuck? No one would do that. Like ever. Yeah. Because the adults aren't portrayed as adults. They're, they're portrayed as bigger kids that have jobs. Yeah. Big kids and- with jobs and or incompetent. Yeah. Which don't get me wrong. A lot of adults are incompetent, but as I said, we're, it doesn't matter. Even me on my dumbest day, I am still smarter than 16 year old Courtney <laughs> hands down, hands down. Yeah. Cause I think it's about experience, you know, it is, it's about experience and, and like adults have experience, but no adults on these shows do. I, I don't know. I get, I get frustrated with how teachers are portrayed in shows and movies mm-hmm. all the time and shows that are directed toward teenagers. They're the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, we They've have never all done the- their job ever. Right. We have all the time in the world. We are just there to give them, you know, homework and no, that's not my job. My job is to I don't know. I don't want to think about it anymore. I really hated this <laughs> prompt. I hated it so much. Oh no. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's keep going. It was, okay. Uh, so mine, um, it's funny because ours has, uh, our writings have a few similarities. Uh, oh, I but love mine that. Is, yeah. Mine's more silly. So okay, great. you got to have a little bit of a tone shift here. Cool. Cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. Okay. Here we go. Protagonist slams her alarm clock while still laying in bed. She groans, but she gets up. An upbeat song and the posters on the wall give us a pop meets rock vibe. We want to be friends with protagonist, and we can also tell that she's not like those other girls. There are quick shots of protagonist getting ready, a close-up of Converse sneakers, an I-don't-care flannel, and styled hair that is supposed to look just a bit unkempt. Downstairs, protagonist's mom has prepared a breakfast feast. Waffles, pancakes, eggs, bacon, so many different fruits, and OJ in a glass pitcher. Protagonist takes one bite of toast, says thanks mom as an afterthought, and opens the door to reveal so much sunlight, we wonder if it's actually noon. Protagonist arrives at school, which more closely resembles a liberal arts college campus than an actual high school. There are kids hanging out in very specific and stereotypical cliques. Protagonist meets her two friends after we see a flyer advertising the Battle of the Bands prom competition one night only, and auditions are this afternoon. 
tryout scene, a group of teachers or students, it's unclear because the actors are 45, but they play young, is gathered to judge a parade of the strangest acts we've ever seen. There's a kid on a unicycle, an opera singer, an Irish step dancing group, a ventriloquist. All of these people are actually super talented, but the movie wants us to laugh at them. We do not wonder how all of these people go to the same high school. Then it's protagonist's turn. Her two friends are the drummer and the guitarist. Protagonist steps up to the mic as lead singer, but our heroes are interrupted by an old man who's probably a teacher, but we never see him in a classroom teaching anything. The battle of the band's prom competition is no place for a rock group, he says, and we remember this line from the trailer. I think we should hear them out, says a voice from the back. Enter love interest. He is so attractive that the teacher changes the rules. Protagonist sings an acapella song. It's enough to get them through. Later in the lunchroom, love interest approaches protagonist. He tells her they sounded really good. She flusters. She can't say words correctly. She tries to thank him for what he did back there, but they're interrupted. Food fight, screams the ventriloquist from earlier, and things get a little messy. <laughs> protagonist is hit with an entire plate of spaghetti and meatballs it lands on her head but in the next shot her hair is mostly fine and her shirt is covered in red sauce love interest pulls a single strand of pasta from her face they almost kiss but a mean girl appears out of nowhere and says something catty back at home protagonist is really struggling to write a song mom comes in and gives a motivating talk about a little girl she knew thanks mom protagonist says again Hey, do you think dad will come to my show? Mom sighs and says, I don't know, honey. You know, he's so busy at work all the time. It's montage time. There are rehearsals. There are crumpled balls of paper. There are people trying on clothes. There are people drawing pictures of rock concerts during class. Hey, this is the only time we see anyone in class during this whole movie, huh? Finally, it's the big night. The gym is decorated with balloons and everyone is dressed up, except for protagonist, she looks the same. Protagonist steps up in front of the microphone and a feedback sound forces everyone to be quiet. But now it's an uncomfortable quiet and we are so nervous for her. Someone in the background coughs. Protagonist says, um, into the mic and her eyes dart around. They land on love interest who looks at her encouragingly, expectantly. He gives her a thumbs up. At the back of the gym, the doors open. In walks protagonist's dad. We forgot about him. Probably because we don't know that much about him and the mom has clearly done so much more to support their daughter. But who cares? Because dad's here now. Protagonist is assured and she is ready to rock. The song starts and it's very clear that this high school spent millions of dollars on their sound and lighting systems. This is a professional production and we do not question it. The crowd is hesitant at first, but eventually they get really, really into it. People are jumping and dancing and a beach ball appears for the crowd to toss around. We get glimpses of all the characters from the tryouts. And the mean girls are spent or, oh. and the mean girls are seen tapping their high heels to the beat. Love interest gets a few close-ups and claps a lot. At the back wall, Dad is super impressed. After the song and an eruption of applause, the lights and sound go back to normal. There aren't any more performances, even though this was supposed to be a competition with multiple entries. 
Protagonist is given the grand prize and confetti falls all over everyone. We don't get to see the two friends enjoy this, which is pretty unfair because they are obviously very capable musicians, but we have to ignore that because love interest approaches. He asks protagonist to go out sometime for spaghetti. They kiss, they slow dance. We zoom out to see everyone enjoying themselves at the battle of the band's prom competition. Credits. There are blooper scenes during the credits, obviously. The end. Someone's getting a Netflix deal. And her name's Megan what? <laughs> what? What? Oh my gosh. So many things I want to say. And I don't care flannel. Loved it. I hate when they leave breakfast and obviously someone spent like almost an hour Hours. working on it. I yeah. hate that. It was noon when it opened. Yeah, we both talked about prom. Um, <laughs> that her hair is just a little bit messy and he pulls one strand of spaghetti out <laughs> when you said, and things get a little messy. Oh, I cracked myself up. <laughs> things get a little messy. <laughs> I, put a, I put a dot, dot, dot in there. So I would remember to do that. <laughs> I, couldn't oh, I, stop. Love- I was laughing at myself <laughs> it's so good and then you had the montage I was about it like I was Thanks. hoping dad was gonna show up I wanted them <laughs> to kiss like I and I knew everything like I knew what was gonna happen because yeah. you summed it all up beautifully and Thank I love the like comments of like because they're capable musicians but we don't have time to worry about that because love interest is here yeah oh man and and what a joy two things that always make me mad about stuff like that that I had to include mom never gets any credit like mom is seen doing so much parenting in all those Mm -hmm. movies and like I know mom poor moms and then the (laughs) about a little girl I used to know (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck that was awesome and the production quality like always unreal unreal who's high schools have those types of things I don't know I'm picturing like high school musical and like movies like that yeah and I'm just like who's who's high school and glee like glee is right right those those are ones where they added the music and stuff yeah Mm -hmm. no the high schools don't and and you're right. Like for all those kids that are so talented to be in the same school, they would be at a performing arts high school. Yeah. Like that's not a normal thing that high schools have. And people you know? would appreciate a unicyclist. I think so too. Unless the guy on it or gal uh, was a total tool bag or you know, asshole, then yeah. But even then, even if my least favorite person was riding a unicycle, I still would think something like, oh God, they're so good at it. They're probably not going to fall and hurt themselves. That really sucks. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like (laughs) like you would still still be in awe. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be disappointed, but I'd still be in awe. Like, yeah. Uh, when I was in fifth grade, my school had a talent show and someone rode a unicycle in it. They just rode like across the impressed. gym. Impressed. Im- I was yeah. impressed. Yeah. We were all like, whoa, where to even get that? Yeah. Like, I've never even seen a unicycle except for that moment. Is that the only one you've ever seen in person? Yeah. I've never seen her. Yeah. 
And that was even from far away. Yeah. You guys didn't get to try to write it. No, they, oh, yes, they that'd wouldn't be unsafe. That'd be unsafe mm-hmm. to give kids, mm-hmm. but yeah, Netflix hire us. We can obviously do it. I mean, what you wrote yours like in an afternoon, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I couldn't stop once I, it's so long. It's the longest thing I've ever written for this podcast. (laughs) I love it. I love to, when you don't give them names and you just give them like love interest protagonist. I really like that. I like when you do that. You're welcome. You've done it with some other stuff too, where you, you know, just give them the title of what they are. I enjoy Mm -hmm. that. Enjoy it very much. Thanks. I'm a very vague person. (laughs) No, but it's like vague where it needs to be vague and then detailed where it's important. You know, like when you talk about the spread at at breakfast, like instead of just being like, it was a big spread, like there you're very detailed. And I think that's really cool about your writing. You know, when you need to be vague and you know, when it matters to be detailed and it makes it really nice. I enjoy it. Thank you. Well, thank you. That's so nice. You're welcome. I mean it. Yeah. Mean it. Yours did that too this time though. Like with, I mean, the, the stereotypes that you came up with and then like the putting them together, that was my favorite part about, we have a redneck cheerleader who sells drugs. Like Ugh. I'm watching that like, <laughs> and it's going to be bad. Yeah. It's going to be super <laughs> trashy. Yeah. Do you want to do haikus? Yeah. Let's do haikus. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. I'm ready when you are. I'm ready. Excellent. I'll read yours first since you read first. Okay. Okay. Netflix. Teens are kids. You are irresponsible. Where are real adults? Love it. Yeah. Because teens are kids. They're babes. They are babes. And just FYI. Real money word for a haiku, irresponsible. Yeah. Five syllables. Irresponsible. Yeah. You nailed it. Is that a money word though? Do you want it to be a word for a line? Is that like our goal? I Once I found it, I liked it. Yeah. No, I think it worked beautifully. I just was, I was like, oh my God, I've been doing haikus wrong. Um, I don't think you've been doing them wrong. I think okay. I just was like, when I found it, I was like, yeah, this word. I yeah, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, here's mine. I don't care flannel, food fight, band battle, boyfriend, prom winner, kiss, kiss. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> I like that it kind of rhymed. Yeah, I guess it did. <laughs> At first I was like, is she doing spoken word? Yeah. <laughs> Always. Report? All right. So what's our, uh, let's be good dice rollers. All right. I'm going to roll this 34. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> what is the best karaoke song and why? Ah, All right. Well, uh, Megan's going to be singing next week. <laughs> I'm excited.
to write. Yeah, thanks for being here. You're always welcome. Come and knock on our door. We'll be waiting for you. Cause we're writing our words, our words, our words for your listening holes. No? <laughs> that was good. No, that was, was good. it? You sat there and stared at me for a bit. It was, it was fine. It was. <laughs> <laughs> don't say good. Yeah, don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. It was fine. The only thing I would add is just, you know, be on the lookout for our new Netflix special. Or not specials, but be on the lookout for, you know, our new Netflix. <laughs> I can't even make the joke. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> be on the lookout for Megan and Courtney's movies on Netflix. Munching away in the mic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just real. I just realized we're gonna be so mad later having to edit around this. Um, no, no, no. This isn't ASMR, Courtney. <laughs>